Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially free business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. As always, I am so happy to have you here. And as a special treat, we have another amazing guest. I cannot wait to introduce you because we're kind of besties. I'm pretty excited about it because every time we talk, I swear she blows my mind. And so I can't wait for her to blow your mind this time. Her name is Jody Chafee. She's the founder of our Modern Heritage Academy LLC, where she empowers families to live more intentionally, cultivate their vision and values, and prepare their children to grow into their life's purpose and mission. You can listen to her every week on the family culture movement. Seriously, ladies, she is awesome. I can't wait to hear what she has for us today. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much, Johanna. That was a very sweet introduction. <laughs> so I may slightly have exaggerated on the besties, but I really like her. So <laughs> we can be besties, totally. <laughs> um, oh, awesome. Thanks so for having welcome. me. <laughs> Happy to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Here on the Stable Mama podcast, we do have a special question that we ask all our wonderful guests. So unfortunately, you are not exempt from this, even though we're really cool. And the question is, how do you do it? How do you build your incredible business, raise your family, and keep your stability? That is a really great question. And one that really does stem back to our family culture, because that is something that I have intentionally created for my life. I basically took the dominant culture that mommies are supposed to be super women and do everything. And I, I plunged it down the toilet. <laughs> I said, you know what? I just need to do what I need to do to make sure that I'm available to my kids and make sure that I am fulfilling my goals and taking care of myself, but not in this superwoman mentality that I have to be a perfectionist and I have to appear to be perfect and Pinterest worthy, Instagram worthy all the time, blah, 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 whatever. You know, I just, I don't believe that moms should be the martyr. I don't believe that we should say, well, I'm going to give up myself to take care of the kids and, and sacrifice and, and all these things. No, I don't. I think that we need to show up for our kids in a way that show, demonstrates and models for them that we, we are taking care of ourselves. I'm taking care of myself and that it's, that's, you know, I am, I'm catching my own triggers and my own upsets and my own, you know, these things and, and laying clear boundaries for myself so that, you know, I, my kids know that, I'm not crazy that I'm not, you know, because I think that that's sometimes when we become the martyr and we become, you know, we give up all of our time and energy to raising our kids and maintaining our home and doing, doing these things, then we're not modeling and demonstrating for our kids what a healthy adult looks like, you know? So for me, I just threw out those constructs and that narrative that I have to do it all 
and forget about myself. I want to take care of myself and demonstrate for my kids that I want to, I want to have a healthy relationship with them, a healthy relationship with myself. And the business just kind of works into there as something that I'm doing because it's fulfilling for me. You know, it's not and and because then I demonstrate for my kids that if I'm doing something that I can get passionate about, then they can do something that they can get passionate about too. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love that because I think it's so important, especially in a society today where our culture is just, it's hard to live up to, honestly. Mm -hmm. And realizing that we don't have to, I think is just huge. Yeah. Like it's okay to be, I mean, I just feel like our, the dominant culture is just like, no, you can't be mediocre. You have to be always aspiring. You always have to be appearing as if you're perfect. And it's like mediocrity is this like evil word that isn't, you know, it's not necessarily like, I'm not necessarily aspiring to mediocrity, but I'm not saying I'm afraid of it either. You know what I mean? Like there's this healthy relationship of going, I mean, honestly, Johanna, like when I started my podcast and I started this whole journey in my business, it was because I had just read this book about like spiritual laws of success, Deepak Chopra, right? Awesome book. And one of the principles was like, let go of the outcome because so often we're afraid of failure and we're often afraid of success and you just let it go. And you just be in the moment of, of appreciation of what life is handing you, being mindful of this moment, appreciating what stage in life you're in. And if that stage is just being with your family, being with yourself, like so, so many times we can't, we have to like always be either forward focused, obsessed about the future or angry at ourselves because of something that's happening in the past or angry at ourselves about how things aren't going exactly how they should be. But letting go of the outcome is just like, just be like, why can't we just be and embrace the now and whatever it is that is happening so that we can just be I, I don't know like it just it's so much more fulfilling when you're not afraid of success or failure you're not afraid of mediocrity you're not afraid of of any of the, the whole spectrum of any of that stuff you just go you know what i just want to be present i just want to be here and just be and just love what's whatever stage i'm in right now love this and <laughs> the reason why i love it is because i struggle with this I go back and forth between those two states. I was actually just telling her before this podcast started how I was getting all nervous because I was doing a launch of my program and it hasn't always been successful in the past. And I was worried about the outcome. Like we just- All of those things are things that you just learn from. I mean, that's really what it is. And and so it's like, I, I think that we're so afraid of the outcome because it's like, well, I don't, it's out of my control. Well, that's right. It is out of your control, but what you do have control over is what you're doing right now and what you're feeling right now and, and just be, and just love that. And, and so you're afraid of, you know, don't, don't be so afraid of, you know, so much of our fear and anxiety is coming from, from anticipation or, or it's coming from anxiety, but you can have a better relationship with that anxiety. If you turn it into like an anticipation of something that you envision could be the best outcome possible, right? And and you just allow that to wash over you and then go, but you know what? The only way that I can enable myself to get that outcome is to just be here now doing what it takes to get to that place. If I'm constantly living in, in anxiety and frustration, then what am I doing right now? I'm just being frustrated. I can't change the outcome of tomorrow unless you do something now, right? So- 
<laughs> just be present. I love this so much because this is exactly what I need to do now. I've just been, I've been trying to finish my sales page and I've been struggling because I'm worried about the outcome instead of just being present and doing it because it needs to be done and thinking about all the wonderfulness that could come from it instead of focusing on the possibility of negatives. Mm -hmm. Jody, every time I'm telling you, <laughs> every time, this is a great, but I would love to dive a little bit more into your family culture movement because I just, I really love this idea. So what kind of inspired you to, to start this? Well, it started because I was, my family, we were, we had been following the dominant culture, following the checklist of to-dos in order to get to quote unquote success or, you know, worldly success. And it wasn't working. Like we were checking all the right boxes, going to school, finding the jobs, the career, starting a family, you know, having a house, all these kinds of things. And uh, even though my husband and I always have had a great relationship, our like financially and like as far as life, like satisfaction, it was just, just tanked because like by the time, the, during the time when we, we'd gotten our degrees, it was during the recession. And so jobs weren't available. And my husband took a job that was just like whatever was available and he hated it. And he worked in a couple of positions for like 10 years that he hated. and. And like, I was doing the stay at home mom thing. And it was just like, well, is this going to be the rest of our lives for forever that he hates his job? And I'm just kind of hanging out at home, taking care of the kids, which I don't have any problem with. I love my kids and I love raising them, but it was like, I needed to explore and figure out what was really going to help us to be happy and successful. And it came back to, for me, this idea that the dominant culture is teaching us that there's only one path to success. And that's a lie there's many, many, many paths to success. And in fact, a lot of times the definition of success is like so vague. And so it's just arbitrary, you know, that it's like, oh, you're successful if you've climbed the corporate ladder and you become the CEO. Well, how many people actually attain that? Not many. <laughs> and so, and, and, or your success, if you go to the right colleges and you get the, all the grades and you get a good GPA and all this stuff, what does that, what does that even lead to? That doesn't always lead you to a good job or, or any kind of personal fulfillment, even if you can't do something that you love to do. So I just feel like my movement, it, it comes back to understanding how to say no to the dominant culture and also how to be intentional about your family culture so that you can raise your kids in a way that allows you to help them to say no to the dominant culture. Because, you know, that's the dominant culture. It's like this macro culture, all the things that impact your family, right? But the way that you impact that is the micro culture, the things happening inside of your home, inside of your family that allow you to, to navigate this world. I, I use the analogy of, of navigating all the time with family culture because it's like you decided with your family, you and your husband, you're going to basically go on a road trip with your family, this existential road trip, right? <laughs> and your family culture is always there. Every family has a culture, whether they know it or not, whether it's by design or by default. And so often the default is just going on the mainstream highway and you're like, okay, wherever this road takes us, we'll go because that's what everybody is doing but that's not going to always lead to your happiness and success as a family. In fact, so much of the people in the dominant culture, our families are dying 
because it's like, oh, well, so-and-so, so-and-so, they're all getting divorces. That must be the normal, okay thing to do when you come against a struggle or disagreement with your spouse. Well, let's just end it and see where it goes from there, right? Like how many times, that's when I started. I was like, I've been seeing all these families that I thought were strong and they're they're falling apart. They're getting divorced and, and their family's ending. Well, I wanted to figure out how to stop that from happening and to help people to navigate their own family, you know, road trip, for lack of a better, <laughs> this is that, that analogy, right? That you need to figure out how to define this vehicle that you're in. That is your family culture. Who are you? What do you represent? What do you want to be known for as a family? And then how do you navigate this? What is your destination and how do you get there? You want to be able to fa- be a family again or still in 20 or 30 years? What does that look like? You know? And so it's like, what are the family values that are going to help you get there? And all those things I use in the analogy, because it's like you have your GPS and you have your compass and you have road signs and street lights and all these kinds of things that fit with this analogy. And then, you know, figuring out how you're going to maintain things if you come up against stressors and struggles in your family that make you want to either turn around, go home or park on the side of the road and get out, right? <laughs> like there are ways to, to maintain this vehicle so that you can still have a thriving family culture, even when you hit roadblocks and detours, you know, even if there's a pandemic, <laughs> even if, you know, your child gets sick and spends two months in the hospital, even if mom gets cancer or whatever it is, you're going to come against these kinds of roadblocks and detours in your family. And you don't know how to cope with them because how you handle stress is often that undercurrent of your family culture that you don't recognize until you're like ready to break down. Right. And cause you're just so stressed out. So it's all part of this process of navigating your family culture, who you are as a family, how to maintain those relationships for the long term, and defining success on your own terms. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I am violently shaking my head. Yes. Because it sounds so wonderful. And I love the analogy because we were thinking of going on a road trip. Um, <laughs> nice. It just fits perfect. <laughs> There's a lot of components. Like how do you get this thing? You know, oh yeah, you need fuel all the time. Well, fuel in your family culture, that's trust. If you don't have trust in your family culture, you're not going anywhere. I mean, think about sitting in a car with your family, driving across the country and what's going to fuel your car? You got to be able to feel like you can be in this vehicle with them for a long, the long run, right? Because <laughs> no. it can be stressful. <laughs> Just no, I, a I love this. This is so great. And honestly, there's so many different questions I want to ask you. And I feel like we could dive into this for a really long time. But I guess just to kind of give our listeners something that they can really do. I love the idea of a family culture movement. I love the analogy. And I think it's something that is just ridiculously important. Where can they start right now? What's something they could do right now to help themselves? Yeah, the the beginning, what I talk about is understanding how to identify your family culture vehicle. Like what does your family look like? So the first thing I like to talk about is taking inventory of this vehicle that you're in. What does it look like? What is your family known for? What are some of the values and beliefs that you brought into this family that maybe don't serve your family anymore? You know, a lot of the beliefs and the narratives that we bring with us and that we believed in growing up, they stemmed from somewhere in our, in our upbringing, in our relationships with our parents. And so it's important to start by just taking inventory of those things. And you do that by recognizing when you get triggered. When are you angry? When are you upset? When are you judging? 
that's what those are constructs and beliefs that you brought with you from from your upbringing that can be dysfunctional and and they're leading your family into dysfunction if you know you say for example you feel like you need to be a perfectionist and keep your house ultra clean well maybe that's because your mom was a stickler for keeping everything clean and was a super perfectionist and was like anal and got angry every time the house got messy and you took the brunt of that. Or every time she comes over, she gives you a hard time because your house isn't immaculate and, and that stresses you out. Well, take inventory of that and go, is this really serving my family or is it dysfunctional? And if it's dysfunctional, question it and throw it out and redefine for yourself. Okay, I don't need a perfectly immaculate home to know that I'm a valuable person or that I'm worthy of love, right? Or that if my home isn't perfect, that we're not functioning well as a family. That's just not true. And so question, question those judgments, question those constructs and beliefs that aren't serving you so that you can create something new for your family. And, and just throw, throw those things out the, out the garbage, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's so many, so many times. So my kids and I, we were reading the um, secret garden and it's fabulous classic book, right? So Mary, she had come from living in India where her ayahs would dress her, right? But when her family died and she finds herself living in England and the servant comes in the room and she's like standing there ready to get dressed. And they're like, what are you doing? (laughs) She's like, well, my ayah always dressed me. And they were like, why would they do that? And she's like, well, whenever I asked, they would tell me it was just the custom. It was just the custom. And so that word, that was like this excuse to not question what what were the, the norms of their culture. Instead of going, well, why do I need to be dressed by my ayah? Well, because they, they treated you like royalty and, you know, these kinds of things. But when she came into a new culture, that construct, that belief went out the window. And so she needed to question, okay, maybe it's good for me to learn how to dress myself. <laughs> and, you know, that's how it ended up being in the, in the book. You know, basically, she had to learn a whole new culture and understand this, like, new world that existed outside of what she had believed and she grew from that being able to transform her life by having a different worldview i mean that's really where what our culture is is we are cultivating and socializing our kids to their worldview and and we grew up with a certain worldview that we were socialized into and this social conditioning it's it's not always healthy and it's okay to take inventory of it, question our judgments and, and, our, and our fears and our anger and take inventory of that and just let go of those things that don't serve you. So good. So good. I love it. And I love that you use an analogy. That's, I really like that book. <laughs> it's a great book. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love our time together. I learned a ton. Where can we find out more information about you? So you can go to homeandfamilyculture.com. That's where my my podcast is landing page. That's the landing page. And everything stems out from there, branches out from there, all my social profiles and and wherever you want to listen to the podcast and stuff. So homeandfamilyculture.com. Absolutely love it. Jody. thank you so much for taking your time today. Thank you, Johanna. (laughs) Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. 
and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.